All of the biggest news now that NFL camps are underway. We've got big-time injuries. Joe Burrow, Jalen Ramsey, and another disgruntled running back, Jonathan Taylor, requesting a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. All that and more on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, shout out to all the everydayers, and you should become an everydayer. Super easy. All you got to do, subscribe up on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, get us some questions in here. Uh, now that Matt is back, uh, we're going to do our mailbag Thursday. So at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on the socials, or drop a comment there on YouTube to get involved. Uh, welcome back, Matt. You did a little vacation before camp because now the grind starts. It is football every single day, just about some off days here and there as we get ready for the, the 2023 season. And both of us have already been camping at uh, 49ers and Steelers camp, respectively. Yeah, man. Great to talk to you again. Thanks for holding down the fort. Thanks to all the guests. Some awesome content without me. Probably some of you are sick of hearing me anyways, but now you get me full time. So I am back full fledged. Um over the next three weeks, many of them will come from my itsy bitsy tiny little dorm room in in St. Vincent's. I'm, I might have to scan around there on our YouTube feed. It's the smallest dorm room in the history of the world. Do so? Do they they usher out the college students, and then summertime you guys move in, and then you guys move out, and the college students come back? Is that what happens? That's what happens. And the, the last three years, they put me up in a hotel. COVID, blah blah blah. But. Uh, I swear, and actually a couple of my buddies, I showed them the dorm. Like, this is the smallest dorm room in the whole place. You know, like, I, I sure hope two students don't have to share that one because it is itsy bitsy. Anyway, but it's good to be in there because, you know, it, it, you, you roll right down the hill and do a radio show. So it's to pull back the curtain. I was at this family YMCA camp that we go to every year, which is in the middle of nowhere. And then I'd go back and forth to Latrobe. And then I don't even come home with the family. I just go straight to Latrobe and move in there. And because the Steelers didn't practice Monday, I was able to sneak home Sunday night and I'll go back up Tuesday morning. So first two nights I've been home. So this looks normal. You know, it's great to be home. I need to mow the lawn, all kinds of, you know, wash some clothes, all that kind of stuff. How's Kenny Pickett looking to start camp? Great, great. He's, he's put on a little bit of weight, which I think he needed. Good weight. It's a much different vibe because if you remember last year at this time, Trubisky was new. They had just drafted Pickett. And Rudolph was still around. Well, they still have those three, but in that phase was we got to get Mitch ready for week one to try to beat the Bengals, but we got to get Pickett as much reps as we can because we just invested a first-round pick on him. And Mason's pretty good as third-round picks go, so he should take some reps too. Now it's one, two, three. I mean, it's Pickett, Trubisky, Rudolph. So it's just a much different feel. Much more standard feel. It's a, it's a little yeah, bit harder yeah. feel at San Francisco's. Uh, I bet. I was going to ask you the same thing. Uh, I was there Sunday, Brock Purdy not practicing. Uh, he's getting the day off treatment, kind of, you know, two days mm -hmm. on, one day off. And then there was an off day, so he actually got two days off. So a little bit of a pitch count there with him. He's QB1 when he is there. He wasn't practicing Sunday at the practice I was at, but 
Uh, Trey Lance looked good. Sam Darnold actually looked really good. And Brandon Allen didn't look bad himself. So the quarterbacks actually look pretty nice for the 49ers. They got four of them. So they got to figure out some things. And who knows, maybe uh, maybe fielding some phone calls to send Brandon Allen back to uh, to Cincinnati, where he already mm. was Joe Burrow's backup now that there's a Joe Burrow injury. Um, more on that in a minute. I, I want to go to the running backs first here, Matt. And it, it does feel it's are we nearing even potentially a not a not a player strike, just a running back strike? Because there's this group chat and and, and FaceTimes that are going on with the star running backs around the NFL. Seems like more and more are disgruntled every single week. And now the latest is Jonathan Taylor has a meeting with ownership and comes out of that meeting saying, I want out of here. That's not the kind of result you want from that meeting with ownership. Jim Irsay saying that, uh, look, we could both die tomorrow and the NFL is going to move on. They don't care about Jim Irsay. They don't care about Jonathan Taylor. The NFL will never end. And I don't think Jonathan Taylor wanted to hear that. I think he wanted to hear that the world was going to end if he was not, um, you know, at training camp the next day. Then there's uh, some, you know, uh, are they going to put him on the NFI, the non-football injury list, because you start camp with an injury. Uh, he claims he did not come into camp with a back injury. So this seems like a mess already going. And uh, at least the New York Giants were able to fill out, figure out their one-year solution to the Saquon Barkley thing. But, man, this running back situation, uh, I don't think we've seen the end of it from uh, a number of players, and, and there's probably going to be more. Yeah, it's definitely a story because – First off, I, I think Colts ownership is a little volatile. I mean, some days you might be in this mood, some days you're in this mood, and you catch them in the wrong mood, then, uh, you know. And I assume Ursay told him, you know, we'll give you the going rate for running backs. Look at Saquon's, you know, contract, or, you know, we might franchise, probably franchise you at the end like everyone does. And, of course, he didn't want to hear that. Um, the Zoom call thing's kind of funny to me, though. You know, like, we had this big Zoom call. And then, like four minutes later, Saquon's you know signs a contract and is staying in in New York and really didn't even get a bump. I mean, he got like two million dollars now, as opposed to later in the year or whatever. So I, I don't know how much unity there is in that group. And Dalvin Cooks in New York, as we speak, is he about to sign a contract? And um, here's my question to you, though. So I'm glad this came up while we were both you know back on the air. Taylor's a little younger than those guys. Like, would you give up something nice? I mean, a second round pick or something nice for that guy. If you're the Chiefs, <laughs> the Bills, I mean, a, a, a team, you know what I mean? Like, He's still in the very cheap realm of NFL running backs and a, a star talent at the position. So it's funny because he would end up disgruntled there because that team would want to be picking him up on the cheap and not being like, okay, here's a mega contract for you. Right, right, right. And I didn't even think that I, I didn't expect Jonathan Taylor stories to come out this week because I, I just felt like he was still too young and it was too far away. Yeah, me too. And so, uh, but he wasn't a first round pick. He was an early second. So he doesn't have the fifth year. It's coming soon. He's not making a lot of money. That's right. Right, so, right. Um, but yeah, he doesn't have the fifth year option hanging over his head. And so it's basically like, okay, four years in attack. I mean, we already know that that's going to be the plan from the Colts. And sound like Jonathan Taylor doesn't want to be part of that plan. Uh, th there, there's a big mess right now um, on the NFL's hands because the, the running backs don't want to accept where things have gone financially for them. Will they end up accepting it because 10 million, 12 million is better than no millions. Um, I think the answer is yes. And I think that's the yes answer. They just don't like it. And how difficult will they make it in the meantime is probably mm -hmm. 
the question, but the economics have already changed for running backs. And unless the league agrees and says, we're going to change rules, then there's nothing to be done about this. Right. Right. I mean, I think you're best of luck with your unification and, you know, at least you're making public aware of how hard it is to be a running back, but it's very simple supply and demand and there's just too much supply and not enough demand. I mentioned, you know, I know you definitely are not a trade for running back guy and McCaffrey doesn't count because he's such a receiver, but that's why I wanted to throw that out there because he's a bird in the hand. He's a really good player. You know, maybe uh, I keep thinking about Miami. Imagine the dolphins with that guy, you know what I mean? Like, or if Cincinnati wouldn't have redone the mixing thing, just cut him and trade for Taylor, like those kind of fits, at least he'd be happier in terms of winning production I'm sure this is about money, but last year's Colts offense was barfy. I mean, it was really hard to handle. I I mean, then Saturday comes in and right. I mean, like that had to leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth in in Indy last year. Yeah. And and for Jonathan Taylor, who got nicked up and the season he had before, and you start looking at, you know, his career path and he's probably thinking, man, you know what? These guys are right. And maybe I need to start doing something about this now rather than waiting until the tags already over my head let's be the squeaky wheel a year ahead of time right mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. because I mean, he's really really good you know it's not gonna fly i'm not gonna lose any paychecks yet but this is not gonna fly right. and clearly the earlier you get paid as a running back the better so i, I was also but, listening to, to mike lombardi on the gm shuffle and he said you know what when running backs hold out the gm kind of smiles because then they're not going to get hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every day you're on borrowed time as a running back. Like I was at you're 49ers not doing camp any on favor, uh, right. I was at 49ers camp on Sunday. Christian McCaffrey, he didn't have a helmet on. He had a baseball cap on. He was not right. doing anything. And uh, that is the exact way to do it. Like you do not need a, you need like maybe a half dozen walkthroughs for your running back mm-hmm. in August. You do not need any extra mileage on those legs. And uh and and uh, the receiving part of it is huge too for, for a lot of guys. And, and that's where some of the value is. And some of the players like Henry, maybe Jonathan Taylor don't have that going for him either. So no. this is going to get, this story is not done. What will end up changing? I don't know. Um, I, one of the huge keys this year, because last year, a lot of like Henry Barkley McCaffrey, they all stayed relatively healthy. It was almost right, a, right. A, a shockingly healthy year for running backs. We'll see how it goes this year because that's going to be a big. That's a huge factor in all of this. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have more guys saying I'm not going to p- play at all until I get paid because look what happened in 2023. These guys got hurt, and on the other side, the the GMs are going to say that's why we don't want to pay you because you're going to get hurt. Last year it looked mm-hmm. pretty good for some of the top backs, but that's not the norm. So yeah, we're not done here. Two more small nuggets. I know we need to go to to, go to break, but you mentioned McCaffrey. This time last year, Najee Harris gets a Liz Frank that wasn't really even reported, and then he's got a steel plate in his shoe up until week nine. You know, like, you can't let that stuff happen. You know, no doubt about it. And then back to Taylor, you mentioned the injuries. Before last year, if you recall, he was like, I don't say notorious, but famous for, you know, never missing a practice in his life. The, uh, you know, never being injured whatsoever, never missing any kind of practice. And then for the first time ever, he goes, oh, this is what injured being injured is like, you know, <laughs> like now immortal. I want my yeah. money, you know. All right. Uh, more on the news from early training camps around the NFL, including the Joe Burrow and Jalen Ramsey's injuries and some uh, some other contract stuff happening around the league next. 
Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. There's no football season right now. It is getting going, though. But of course, there is Major League Baseball season. So uh, season. So take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend on betting everything from money line to over under to who you think is going to be the hit the first home run of a game build your own parlays on the the FanDuel app the FanDuel app is so easy to use so fun to use the website as well find everything you're looking for in the exact sport uh it's all right there could not be easier and could not be more fun and plus when you win you get paid instantly and that's what it's all about right there's no better place to bet on major league baseball than FanDuel America's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So injuries are also a part of camp. And when you took, so it's contracts, it's new deals, and it's injuries. And we see both of those coming together for the Cincinnati Bengals because Joe Burrow is angling now that we've seen the big contract signed by a fellow quarterback in the in the same draft, uh, Justin Herbert, signs a huge deal. And that was kind of one of the dominoes and see where that money goes. We knew Burrow was going to make more than, than Justin Herbert. Now Burrow's up next, and we're expecting, who knows, maybe any day this mega contract. And then Burrow, at camp practice without his new contract yet, comes up with an injury. It's looking like a calf injury, so not the worst. It wasn't an ACL or anything, which he's already dealt with in his career probably adds to the complications of this monster negotiation that he's going to sign. That's going to be like a half billion dollars. Who knows if it's, it's going to be one of those lifetime $10 million or 10 year contracts to be a shorter one. Now there's okay. Well, you've had a lot of injuries in your career, Joe Burrow. How do we, you know, guarantees might change injury stuff. Language might change in the contract. Oh yeah. And it's pretty important for the Cincinnati Bengals this year as well. And to bring the running back part of it in as well for the Cincinnati Bengals, you got Joe Mixon over here taking a pay cut for half his salary while Joe Burrow is about to make $60 million a year. Yeah, really interesting times for the Bengals too because you think they're all young, they're in their prime, but this window is closing faster than people think. You know, I mean, how are you going to keep Chase, Higgins, Burrow? You already saw some defensive players leave. They've been drafting defense because they built the defense through free agency. So let's focus on Burrow. I mean, you mentioned the ACL, which was a big deal. He missed a huge chunk of his career there. Last year at this time, he had the appendectomy and really didn't have a training camp whatsoever. And I, you know, this is because they played the Steelers in week one. But those first two weeks, the Bengals offense was flat out bad. The Steelers had like seven or eight sacks in week one against the Bengals. And and I, I was real curious how Taylor, the head coach, was going to handle the preseason, was going to handle the reps. Because last year, the Bengals starting 11, only the, the left guard uh, situation, because they were, you know, battling it out for a starter, got any reps at all in the preseason. Like, they didn't even dress the whole offense. And it looked like it in week one and two. And the quarterback's coming off an appendectomy. It didn't practice at all, really. And they looked rusty to be kind, you know. And then they put together week three, and they were great offense. Steelers got them at the right time, you know. Is that going to happen again? Is I mean, I love Joe Burrow. And we're going to talk, like, quarterback tiers tomorrow, which is fun. You know, I mean, that's a great show. But the he's not built like Josh Allen. 
He holds the ball in the pocket a long time and invites contact because he's so tough, you know, um, but I'm a little worried. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't invest in the guy. He's going to get a little bit more than Herbert, but, you know, do you put negotiations on hold for three weeks so he gets back on the field or what? I mean, it's a little dicey, you know? It's definitely dicey. Uh, maybe it's just an extra negotiation. Uh, maybe it's a, a, a point that helps negotiations for the team side where they're like, Joe, mm-hmm. come on, man. If that's an ACL, you just lost millions, right? So yeah, let's yeah, yeah. we already offered you and, and let's get this going. And maybe, you know, the team wants to do a shorter deal rather than the 10-year deal, just just in case, because there is some injury history. How many normal training camps has Joe Burrow had? That's what team? I mean. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's rookie year. Two? Right. I can't. Yeah. yeah, not really. And he's either coming back from an ACL or getting an appendectomy or this calf situation. And we were on the air live doing Steeler Nation radio. And, you know, the initial reports are he he goes off on a cart, could be an Achilles. You know, like there was fear there for a couple hours. And, you know, it, to your point, if I'm ownership, I'm sure they've been going back and forth on negotiations, but maybe they're a couple million apart. And Joe's just like, I'll take your offer now. You yeah, know, yeah, <laughs> your, your last offer is just fine. Let's and let's, that. yeah, let's spin this positive and get that mm-hmm. on. And then I'll, I'll worry about rehabbing. And it's looking like, you know, a six week injury, maybe with six weeks to go for week one. So uh, the report right. from Mike Garofolo of NFL Network was week one should be realistic. That's not great. <laughs> I don't like that verbiage for your star quarterback being ready for week one and then there being some rust again for you. And their backups stink. I mean, it's like one of the worst backups with Simeon right now. Like, I was a little shocked they didn't sign Teddy Bridgewater or you mentioned trade for Allen or somebody. I mean, like, it's anyone that watches camp consistently, having a starting quarterback out there makes the wheels go round much better. (laughs) You know what I mean? The whole Mm -hmm. offense gets clunky with the new guy. And it's not that Burrow's missing time. It's just the other 10 that are on the field with them. It's It's not as smooth. It's not as efficient of practice time. Man, Jalen Ramsey was one of those moves that was really going to swing things in a significant manner, I think, for the Miami Dolphins. And now Jalen Ramsey, he had a meniscus repair and he had surgery on it. He's going to be out half the season at least. He's going to be out until December, it looks like, man. To me, that looks like if you're a playoff contender, you ease him back. I mean, especially at that position. You can't just throw him in there week one and say, play 80 snaps. You know, I mean, I would think you ease him in. And then the next week, you put a little more on his plate. Hopefully, you're a playoff contender, and you hope that he's 100% for round one of the playoffs. I, to me, is the most optimistic view. And it's a huge blow. Everyone knows he's a really good player. They invested a lot in him financially. He's eating a lot of cap space, all that stuff. And he's, you know, difference maker. I hate that stuff. I'm sure there'll be more of them, unfortunately. But here's one small little nugget. It, it isn't a huge deal, but I, I just want people to realize that whoever the Dolphins – 53rd guy is going to be whenever they build their roster final cuts that 53rd dude is going to get cut because they have to start the season with Ramsey on the initial roster and then put him on IR in order to be able to get him back later in the year mm. so maybe that 53rd dude goes I'm signing with the Bears you know like you you might lose your 53rd dude over yeah. I mean, and it's just something that's it's, it's small but you know it's, and it's going to be at another position because they can't afford to lose their right. 53rd guy who's going to play DB Right, it's her third guard or something. Or, you know, for Ramsey, it's probably easier for him to come back and for for them to hide him a little bit as he gets his feet back under him post surgery mm-hmm. because he can do the big slot thing. He can play outside. Yeah. He can play, he can move around. You could have him uh, and and 
not that it's easy to play slot. I think it's becoming more and more difficult and more and more impactful. But uh, I think it's less like, okay, oh, no, he's got to turn and run with, you know, the fastest receivers in the league. It's going to be like, okay, keep things in front of you, come downhill, make the tackle, and then and get your legs under you before the playoffs. That's a great point because, you know, maybe help him with bracket. You know, he's a bracket coverage guy. It's not, it's hey, you got Justin Jefferson one-on-one for 70 plays. Best yeah. of luck, you know, <laughs> right? Exactly. Okay. Uh, more news, some more injuries, and some more signings. In fact, uh, a star quarterback, Matt, maybe j- just twisting the knife on his old franchise. Aaron Rodgers taking a pay cut for his new team in New York. Next. Thanks, everybody, once again for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Get Make sure you are an everydayer with us. More guests. We had a fun time talking to a bunch of guests last week we're gonna have more guests even with matt williamson back there's room for three people here on the pod as we get you ready for 2023 every single day subscribe up on youtube and everywhere you get your podcasts okay matt um uh so multiple bits of news here i want to stay on the quarterbacks just for a second because uh did you find it interesting that aaron Rodgers, after all the weird gymnastics of all the contract stuff for the last couple of years like i have no clue what aaron Rodgers' contract must look like right now do they tear it up and start with a a fresh sheet because that's got to be a really ugly ledger trying to figure out what exactly he even makes now but taking a big pay cut with the jets uh and that riled up some green bay packers fans yeah i'll be flat out honest with you i've been in the woods basically for the literally and figuratively basically for the last eight to 10 days with very little internet access when this was happening. And I don't understand it at all, to be honest with you. I mean, did he, was this talked about before the trade ever happened, you know, or did he just walk in the owners on? They redid the contract for the trade to happen too. So he's done it. I thought so. Six months. So did this weird dude walk in the owner's office and be like, I have 35 million more dollars than I need. Do you want it? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. I mean, I know like Brady's taking nice deals. So you can sign people and maybe this helps you get Dalvin Cook and all that. But he just did he just hand the guy, the, the organization 35 million? I mean, yeah, that's it, what it I'm as if he runs things because he walks in and the and GM Joe Douglas is like, hey, uh, it's, it's like you, you when you go to your dad and try to get some money to go to the to the arcade. And you're like, oh, how yeah. much do you need for Dalvin? OK, here's six million dollars. Here you go. Here you go, Joe Douglas. Go ahead and sign yourself a running back. Yeah, it's like going to your dad at you know at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. Be like, can I have a couple quarters to play Pac Man? And he's like, here's a hundred. Here, here's a hundred dollar bill. Keep it. You know, yeah, like exactly. I mean, I don't think you need thirty five million. To, who are you going to go get? Like DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Like I, I just don't understand it. I it just sounds like he handed the Jets thirty five million dollars. Uh, what do you think about Dalvin Cook and the and the Jets? He's uh, he, he had a meeting. I don't think anything mm-hmm. is uh, inevitable there, but a physical and a meeting with the the Jets, and it sounds like Dalvin Cook's kind of making his rounds and, and waiting for one of those running back injuries we talked about, and then mm-hmm. maybe striking a deal. Yeah, I mean, I see it. I mean, the dynasty community, the fantasy community is losing their mind that you know Brees Hall's stock drop stock is dropping like a stone. Yeah. Why would they even look at him? He's coming off this injury. It might be worse than we thought. All that stuff might be true. I, I mean, that that's my initial impression is if you're gonna go after that position after drafting Izzy in the fifth round and you have Michael Carter and I mean it's not a bad running back group if Brees is just questionable for week one. Uh, I mean, they're in it to win it. I mean, they're they're pushing their chips in and and 
I, I worry a little bit about Dalvin Cook, and I, I meant to say this about Mixon too, is just watching those two on tape last year, I thought they were starting to show signs of being not what they used to be. You know, I think you're buying a depreciating asset there without question. I mean, it's what happens, 27, happens. 28. It all ties together with that running back position. Uh, speaking of Brees Hall, things are going well with his recovery from knee injury, and he's supposed to be back in a, in a couple of weeks. So he's looking good for, for week one. That's what I thought, but why would you do this Dalvin Cook thing? But maybe it's one of both, you know? I mean, Hall's a good receiver. Cook's a good receiver. Keep them both fresh. Try to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Garrett Wilson, by the way, continuing on with our New York Jets news, a little bit of an ankle sprain in camp. That does not look like it's serious, so good news there. Good, good, good. Yeah, there's a lot of those, you know, like, and when you're at camp, you can see the ones that really are, uh uh-oh, that's a worry, or veteran day off is something you're going to oh, hear yeah. a lot of more and more of that, stuff. that, I don't yeah. think that used to be a thing like oh. i feel like half of the 49ers team is trent williams and there's christian mccaffrey uh nick bose is on a holdout by the way uh he hasn't gotten his new contract i thought that was going to happen you know everybody shows up to camp then that big deal comes in 48 hours uh nick bosa and because it's a, the fifth year option uh, there's a, a loophole in the cba so you can hold out and and the team can waive those oh, yeah, yeah. fines uh if you're a fifth year option player which Nick Bosa is so that that contract looks like it, it, that negotiation is going on just a hair longer than i thought so something to monitor there monitor there with the 49ers as well uh, you might know this better than i do but i think the loophole is anyone on their rookie contract can hold out without getting fined which the fifth year option qualifies i think okay. that's the rule you know so if Jonathan Taylor doesn't show up i don't think he gets fined i'm not sure about that but it has to be after year three because you can't even do a new deal until three Mm, yeah 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 yeah. i think that's basically year four you can hold out yes so real quick i just wanted to coach people up on like these veteran days off like being at steelers camp is no different than anywhere else they had what four or five straight days of um the acclimation period which is more intense than otas and minicamp but it's the next step. You know, they're not in real pads. They're doing a lot of football stuff. You really can't judge linemen off it or running game or run defense. But it's a lot of good work. So they their last practice was Sunday. Steelers got Monday off and returned Tuesday. So, like, Tomlin gave off Watt, Hayward, I mean, Salamalo. I mean, like, five or six. You would, I mean, even, like, Chukorafor got, you know, Sunday off and gives them basically a long weekend before pads on Tuesday. And they don't need it. You know, I mean, you might as well. It's back to like the running back management situation. And some teams aren't even into pads yet. You got to have four training camp uh, practices, then you get into pads, take it Mm -hmm. slow with those veteran players that need much less time than some of the younger guys. Just save the body. There's an extra week on the season now. If you're a playoff team, you're talking about 20 football games. I mean, that's one of the things. You want want to build around a running back? Okay, good luck. 20 games. What are the – like, I don't care who the running back is. Name me a running back. I'll take the under on 20 games on every single one of them, right? I mean, tough ask. So, yeah. Um, Especially if you're like a mid-round pick and you got to play preseason – regular season and hopefully get to the playoffs <laughs> you know like it could be 23 games you know i mean mm-hmm. it's bonkers right it's nuts so, i mean do you really think trent williams needs a july practice no, no. he might not need an no. august practice you know who needs the practice is the guy who's backing him up in case he gets dinged up during the season that guy needs as many yeah. as possible yeah i mean like even that last year practice they kind of gave trubisky a day off Rudolph, you be the two today. You know, okay, fine. You know, sure. I mean, it's not yeah. being soft. It's just that's smart, you know. Yeah. Ramp it up. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, last one I have here is Danell Hunter, Viking mm, yeah. star defensive end. There was talk he could be cut, talk he could be traded all summer long and all spring long. Uh, but now they've come to a agreement on a one-year, $20 million contract for Danell Hunter. I thought there was a solid chance that he would get traded. You know, I mean, I, we had a really good conversation probably a month ago now, maybe three weeks ago, with Luke from, you know, Locked on Vikings about how they're kind of riding the fence between contending and rebuilding and getting young and preparing for life after Cousins. And they moved on from a lot of defensive players. Traded Darius Smith, Kendricks is gone, those type of dudes. I thought Hunter might be next and might get them a really nice piece in return to possibly move up and get a quarterback. But I have no problems keeping him. I mean, he's, you got to have somebody on that side of the ball, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. If you, if you are going to compete, they had to right. keep Danelle Hunter because they, they're getting pretty lean on playmakers on the defensive side of the ball in Minnesota. Uh, right. The big key to this deal. So he gets a nice little payday for one year, one year, 20 million. And then there's a no tag clause. So he's going to be a free agent come next offseason. Yeah, so makes everyone happy. It's good for morale in camp. I mean, he earned it. He's a great player, you know, so I, I, it, it all adds up. All right, Latrobe PA. Matt is uh, <laughs> in training camp mode now, embedded with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So all the latest news around camps, around the NFL. Tomorrow we're going to dig into Mike Sando's quarterback tiers as, uh, as, as graded by folks inside the league which I always love every one of the best days. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Mike Sando. Very good friend of the, of the podcast as well. That'll be tomorrow's show. Make sure you're subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.